Lord, 1030, 1030, 1030. Amen. Even if you're, you're not a member of, of Right White, I would encourage you, you know, hopefully you're at some church, go to church. Amen. I mean, this is, this is the only one time. Now, we all know that December the 25th is not Jesus' actual birthday. And I don't argue against those who, you know, talk about, well, Jeremiah is not, it's that, that tree over there in Jeremiah is not the Christmas tree. They cut out trees and they, they shaped them in the form of a man, not in the form of a tree. So I don't, I don't get into that argument. And we know the, December the 25th is not Jesus' birthday. It's the day that's set aside to remember the birth of our Savior. And, and so we're not, we're not worshiping the day. We're worshiping what the day is about. Or we're remembering the birth of our Savior. Amen. And, you know, if anybody got issue with that, but then fine. You know, I mean, the Bible says one man regard a day over another. One man regardeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own heart. So if you're not persuaded in your heart about it, then it's okay. I'm persuaded in my heart about it that God doesn't have a problem for us for a huge Christ mass. Think of it like this. It's one day that all around the world our Savior is being talked about. I ain't got no problem with that. Praise the Lord. And if you do it, then, then God bless you. You want all the mobile to know about your birthday, but you, <laughs> okay, let's move on. So take your Bibles, lift them over your head. We got some baby dedications that I'm honored to be doing today. So we're going to move, uh, uh, lift your Bible, your, your iPhone, and say it with me. This is my Bible. I believe the words in it. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. I believe that there's power in the word of God. I'm about to receive the seed of the word of God and the devil cannot steal, will not steal my seed. I will prosper. I will prosper. I will prosper from what I receive today. And from this moment forward, I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, the word of God is the answer. The answer is in the word. Amen. Amen. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. There at verse 7, we will be using for a foundational scripture. We've been in a series now for five weeks entitled Grace to Increase. Come on, say that. Grace to Increase. Uh, there, there is an endowment. There is an anointing. There is something that has been put on the life of the believer whereby you and I, in every situation, and no matter what it looks like, we are graced to increase in that moment. One scripture says that during the time of famine, the church, that's us, we are supposed to be fat and flourishing. I don't believe that we should be going through like the world is going through. Are we going to face sufferings? Yes. Are we going to face persecutions? Yes. Are there mountains we're going to have to move? Yes. Are there valleys we're going to have to go through? Yes. Uh, but that does not mean that because we face those things, we become subject to those things. There is something different. Let me, let me lay this on you. Jesus did not die just to get you back to heaven. He did not digest it. Jesus came and died to set everything back in its right place or to put the power back where it belonged. Adam lost power and authority, and Jesus came to give back to his Adam's power and authority. Watch this, to live in the earth. So will you please still, will you please still, will you stop 
all this about going to heaven. I knew it was going to get quiet when I said that. I knew it was going to get quiet when I said that because that's, that's, that, we make that the summation of the gospel. That Jesus died to get us back to heaven. Heaven will only be a temperate. That, see, there are two forms of, of renovations you can do to a house. When you do a full renovation, everybody has to leave out the house. So when God does a full renovation to the earth, he got to get us all out our house so he can renovate it. So we not in the way. And then he go, after the renovation is over, earth will become a floor in heaven. So he didn't put us here to get us back to heaven. He put man where he wanted man to be, in the earth. Amen. Heaven is his home, not yours. See, I know I'm messing folks up now because your religion will mess you all the way up. Amen. Now, we're talking about, though, that you and I have been graced to increase, and we're in this part of the teaching, we're discovering some problems that we're running into that's hindering you and I from walking in this grace. First Peter chapter, just real quick, first Peter, stay there in Second Corinthians. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10. I want to read this to you. It says, As every man have received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold. Say manifold. Manifold grace of God. The Amplifier says, just as each one of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God. Look at this. Employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's, here it is, multifaceted grace. That word multifaceted means many sides of grace. You got it? Faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. So say, I've been grace. And each of us have been uniquely graced with something different. You got it? This is what God graced me to do. And with this grace, I have a pulpit uh, inside of a building. Well, you've been graced to pastor somewhere too. To pastor, pasture pasture somewhere too and you have a pool so someone's pulpit uh may be in the courthouse someone's pulpit may be at the hospital someone's pulpit and wherever your pulpit is you've been graced to be there are you listening to me now second corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says for we walk by faith and not by sight can I say something here? Can I just flow? You know, you, you study all this because, you know, you study to show yourself approved, uh, rightly dividing the word, though, but, but you really don't, do you know you really don't see with your eyes? You really don't see with your eyes? No, your eyes are designed to take an image and give it to your mind, and then your mind tells you what you see? That's a profound revelation because listen what the Bible says. I know I'm right about it because the scripture does not say that Satan blinds your eyes. It does not say that. If, if he really wanted to mess up how you see things or if I want to mess up how you come on church, you better lean in right now. If, if, if I want to mess up your perception of a thing, then I have to affect what you see. 
Well, why don't he blind your, mind, your eyes? Because that's not how you see. You see with your mind. The scripture says he blinds the minds of them. Because if I can blind your mind, I can determine what you see. That's why, that's why uh, uh, I got into it, but I had to back off having a conversation with a guy about the prosperity gospel. And he was going back and forth with me. And, and there is no sense in me talking to someone who's blind. Because they can't see. I say just the fact that you attached on being unhealthy and poor to the Christian lets me know we can't conversate. What female will marry a man to go down? The duty of the husband is to protect and provide. So I get with Christ and he, he's, he, the, 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 the guy's text, he told me, he said, not all, none of the disciples and Jesus were, uh, all of them were unhealthy and poor. I say, dude, you don't read. Not, not, not many of you laughing, but you've been taught that too. That they was broke. Well, let me see. If, if, let me see. Matthew chapter 10. Let me see. Let me see if they have, if they bad a description of being broke. Go to Matthew chapter 10. This is right when he anoints them and gives them power over unclean spirits. And he's about to send them out on their missionary journey, right? And they're at, um, at verse 8. Let's start that. Well, verse 7. Let's see what they were supposed to do. He said, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Now. Now, now let's, let's put it in context of what he said. We're talking to poor, unhealthy people. You ready for this? What kind of, we're talking to the, Jesus is talking to the apostles, and based on this gentleman's conversation, they were poor and unhealthy. You got it? You ready for this? Look at the instructions that Jesus is about to give to a poor person. Provide neither gold How you tell a poor person don't take their gold? And you know I showed him that scripture, he still couldn't see it. You know why? Because Satan blinds the mind. So when you read the word, you can't see. So we err concerning the scripture. And when you err concerning the scripture, you err concerning the power of God also. God has graced you with an ability. And you've got to discover, that's why I'm doing that in focus, I mean, I'm doing the purpose master class for two days because we got to know what our purpose is. 64% of people who go to, go to college and get a degree, out of the people that go to college and get a degree, 64% of them are not working in that degree that they went and got. So they wasted time and money for something that they, don't, they can't apply. I said on last week, I'm convinced that's why a lot of us are sick in our bodies and dealing with a lot of issues because you're doing stuff that your body wasn't designed to do. A Lexus and a Hummer are both vehicles, right? But only one of them can get in the mud, and they can get in the mud and dance around and have fun. If that Lexus try to get in the mud just because it sees that Hummer in the mud and do the same thing, it doesn't have the gear shift. It's not been built for the mud, and it will get stuck. Many of us are stuck in life. 
because we're not working in our purpose. We go get jobs and we even force our children to get jobs for money and not for purpose. And you can have money and still be broke. Or may I say broken. Come on, say, I've been graced with an ability. The New Living Translation says of 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we live by believing, not by seeing. We live by believing. Not, see, his belief was that Jesus didn't come to provide for us so that we would have prosperity. That Jesus, he came to save us to get us back to heaven. Uh, go over there to Mark chapter real quick because I, I, you know, I have people that are not here, so I have to take my time. I'm not rushing through this series. And I know when I say stuff, you know, it, it challenges your belief. But go to Mark chapter 10. That's the story. I'm going to read at verse 29, but let me speed through the story real quick, Jazz, so we can get everybody on the same page. Jesus says, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. Now listen, family, there's a difference between heaven and the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a system of operation. The heaven is a place. The kingdom of God is not a place. The kingdom of God is an operation. Heaven is a place. Listen carefully. The Bible did not say that a rich person would not go to heaven. It said a rich person wouldn't enter the kingdom of God. In other words, they wouldn't take their money and operate with it the way that God wants them to operate with it. That's the problem that he had with the rich young ruler. Not that he was rich, but when he asked Jesus, what do I need to do to inherit everlasting life? And Jesus told him what to do with the money. He couldn't see himself doing it with his money. He said it'd be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. That's not a sewing needle. That was a gate in the city that was smaller than the bigger gate. He said it'd be easier to force a camel and leave that camel loaded up. It'll be easier to force that camel through customs than it will be for a rich man to enter God's system. That's why when I teach business, I teach business people, you got to think about it now. You're, you, you understand what an ROI is. That's your return on an investment. But do you understand that you should also be intentional about your EROI, your eternal return on your investment? Because there's some giving that you will not reap the benefit of while you're here in earth that you will only reap the benefit when you get there. And you should be concerned about your eternal return on your investment also. That's why I coined this statement called kingdompreneur. See, I'm a kingdompreneur. I'm about advancing the kingdom of God. Are you listening to me? And so, look what Jesus said. Uh, now, uh, verse, uh, verse 26, uh, well, verse 25, Jesus said it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter, did it say heaven? No, it said the what? The kingdom of God. It's, it's easier. That's why, you know, I'm, I, sometimes I sit down with business people and I, I talk to them about giving and, and, and they, it's so rigorous. And I know why. Because they make it their money. No, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. He blessed you to live and put you in that position so that you be blessed to live and blessed to give. But they don't see the benefit of it and they see giving as a loss. They don't see it as a game. So it's hard to get them to see the kingdom of God, to see them using their money God's way. That's what Jesus was talking about. He said, now watch this. The next verse says, and they, the apostles, were astonished out of measure. Now think about it. Uh, and they saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Well, now, if they were poor, they should have been shouting. Come on, listen. With your spiritual ears. 
if Jesus said it'd be hard for a man to get that, they misunderstood what Jesus said too, just like we do. Well, if they were poor, they should have broke out in a praise, like, ooh, we're going to make it. But the Bible, they was like, whoa, 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 hold up, Jesus. That means, that tells me that they had money too when they heard that. They was like, yo, what you talking about now? We've been following you. Jesus said, no man left me. Look at verse, uh, verse 29. I say unto you, there is no man who will left house or brethren or sister or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and the gospel. And but he shall receive a hundredfold win. Now win. No, when you get to heaven. In the sweet by and by. The Bible says you're gonna receive a hundredfold now in this time. And that and it's gonna be notice, notice, he didn't talk about spiritual stuff. We love to spiritualize everything. But he talking about natural stuff, brothers, sisters, mother, children, lands, and it's going to come with what? They're going to talk about church folk having stuff. That's a part of the persecution. But hey, I'd rather for you to persecute me and I can buy. I'm feeding the hungry. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm clothing the naked. Talk about me as much as you please. The song says, as long as you talk, I'm going to stay on my knees. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Now, there are two everlasting lives in that scripture. There's an everlasting life that you and I are supposed to be experiencing while we're here in the earth. And then we pick up and continue with that everlasting life after we transition from this life to the next life. God wants you and I experiencing both and not just one. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We'll, we'll get into that a little later on. So John, uh, uh, the, the Living Bible says of 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, it says, we know these things are true by believing, not by seeing. By come on, say, by believing, not by seeing. So the problem that I'm going to deal with today real quick, uh, these next 20 minutes, is our problem of believing. That we have a problem in our belief system. See, when Adam fell, when Adam fell, listen to me, uh, sin, poverty, sickness, disease, tornadoes, cockroaches in the house, all of that stuff came, listen to me carefully, please lean in and listen to what I'm telling you. All of that stuff came as a result of Adam eating off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, what did God say to Adam about that tree? What did Adam, he didn't say don't touch it. What did Adam, <laughs> they did, that's, what, that's what Eve said. Adam, God, that's not what God told Adam. He didn't tell Adam not to touch it because he had to dress and keep everything. What did God tell Adam not to do with that tree? Don't eat on it. Now, what did I just say come off of that tree? That's, that was the name of the tree. What I said came off of the tree. Okay, okay, don't go to the cockroaches first. God, talk. What came off the tree was sickness, disease, sin, poverty, right? Right? Uh, 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 contention, all that spiritual stuff, anger, right? All of that came off that tree. That God told Adam not to eat of, which means that none of that stuff were we ever supposed to see. No, you didn't. You heard it, but you didn't. You didn't hear what I just said. 
If it came off a tree that God told Adam not to eat from church, it meant that God never wanted us to see it. So anytime it shows up in your life, you're not supposed to accept it. If you accept it, you're no different from Adam. You're eating. You're eating. You're eating. I guess this is how God wanted for me. Stop eating. Satan hadn't changed anything. He's presenting two trees. Even God said, behold, I set before you life and death. Blessings and curse. Choose which tree. And then he tells us which tree to choose. Choose life that you and your family may live. And we keep eating. We, 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 we've made uh, uh, teachings that give permission to us eating from the tree. God don't bless everybody. Well, you don't, Listen, it ain't no different if you cut the fruit and give me the whole fruit. So we found a way to slice it up in the church and give it to us a little bit at a time. So because in this fallen mind, we feel like we got to make excuse for what we see. No, it's not my job to make excuse. It's not my job to try to answer why things are the way they are. It's my job to tell you how God wants you and I to live. Woo! Boy, you preaching good. John 10 and 10 says the thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and that life. I'm telling you, man, this belief thing, go to Luke chapter 9. This belief thing is so, so, so dangerous because your belief affects how you see. You know, we got this stuff in the church where we say, God going to get you. Okay. Okay. God, Jesus is God. Jesus, if a spirit comes into the earth, it takes on flesh, and, it, and you have to give that flesh a name. So, Yeshua, Jesus, Emmanuel, is God's name while he's in a body in the earth. Holy Spirit is his title or name when he's in you. God is his name when he's seated over all. It's not three, it's him in different places. It's okay, it's okay. It's okay. I ain't, you're going to believe what you want to believe. So he, he doesn't, he's not a juggle and hide. He, he don't say one thing seated as creator that he would say in a body walking the earth. He say, I don't change. You change me, but I don't change. So in Luke chapter 9, we got, we're in this season now where everybody is trying to see the signs to say Jesus is coming. And so stuff that go on in our lives, we blame God for it. God is the reason why you're sick. He's getting you back. God is a, God judged New Orleans with Katrina. Wow. How you judge New Orleans and didn't get San Francisco? Or didn't get Haiti? Or didn't get some countries that don't even worship or acknowledge you? How you skip over them and get new? See, it's, 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 it's. I can't say that word I heard. It's, it's Christians talking who God hadn't validated their voice. 
Now let's see what Jesus said. Let's see what God said when he was in a body. Let's see what he said. Because it's our job, it's my job. If I was at Burger King, I would have to make sure that the burger was flame broiled and not fried. Because you can have it your way, but as the employee, I can't. Does that make sense? I'm trying to simplify. So as, as a person employed by God, I can't serve it my way. And you got to start becoming very responsible for your spirit that you don't, you don't come to these places and let folks serve it to you any way they want to. And it don't line up with this. And you sit your crazy butt there and eat it. Let's see what Jesus said. Because Jesus said, I only do what I hear the Father do. And I only say what I would say if I was the Father. Because we one, I'm the same up there that I am here. Well, in Luke chapter 9, the apostles wanted to send fire down from heaven because the people wouldn't receive him. He said, shall we call down fire from heaven? In other words, he's like, can't we judge them because they're not receiving Jesus? Ain't that us, the church? We're so ready to judge folks that don't have Jesus. But what about when you didn't have him? Ain't it funny how we get saved and we're ready for Jesus to come because you don't think you're going to make it? So that means you can lose your salvation then if you don't think you're going to make it. Jesus, come right now because I ain't seeing the day. I need you to come get me right now because if I mess up tomorrow, I might lose. So one day, okay, I see how you're looking at me. Well, let me break that. I have four children, Darius, Kirsten, Kyra, and Kennedy. They've all done stuff that I asked them not to do. Here's a question. Did they stop being my child? Mm. What, what made them my child? Blood, they were born, they came out of me. They were born from me. So the birthing made them my child, not their actions. I just said something. And the Bible says you must be born, you must be born again. So your birthing, your rebirth with Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life it is what makes you saved, not your actions. Actions just provide some proof that you are. But actions don't make you safe, for you're saved by grace through faith and not of works actions. If that was the case, you can boast about it, but you can't. Now look what Jesus says here in Luke, Luke chapter, because I'm, I'm dealing with this belief, man. He, uh, verse verse um, 53. They did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? But he, Jesus being he, turned and did what? Rebuked them and said, ye know not what manner of spirit. So they could not have had, they could not have been speaking that from Holy Spirit. So is it possible that all this stuff we've been hearing about God going to get folks is folks talking but not by Holy Spirit? Amen. Jesus said, you know not what man of spirit you are. Look at the next verse. For the Son of Man came, is not come, excuse me, to do what? Destroy, Destroy man's lives, but to save them. 
Jesus didn't come to destroy man's lives. So why you keep telling your children because they do need to stop doing what they're doing, why do you pump them with the fear of God is going to get them? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Why would someone want to turn to the same God that you say will get them? And how are we able to tell the difference between God who will get you and the devil who wants you? So the devil don't do nothing. It's God who sent hurricanes. It's God who does sickness. It's God who makes you poor. Well, what's the devil's job? Because you just gave them a God who destroys men's lives. So I guess we might as well turn to the devil and let him save them. Thank you, baby. So... We have Jesus, and the Bible says he came to give us an abundant life. That is nothing to be ashamed of. See, when, a, when, when you adopt a child, I, when you adopt a child, that child immediately comes into all the rights and the privileges. They're supposed to come into all the rights and privileges of that family that they were adopted into. Immediately, they're supposed to come into, actually, that an adoption is very powerful. An, an, history made adoption synonymous to even that child being born of the person that adopted them. That, that's, how, that's how important adoption was, that that child became a part, a whole part of that family. And whatever, whatever social status that family was, upon adoption, that child immediately took on the same social status. Well, well, the Bible says we take on the spirit of adoption in Romans 8, whereby we cry, our Father. Well, and I am rich, excuse me, and I immediately take on the social status. Of the one I've been adopted by. Well, 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 let me give you his resume. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's El Abraham. I immediately take on that social status. So the purpose of coming to church is to find out about your now social status. But the Bible tells us it. What's the problem? The problem is our biblical believing versus our worldly believing. Listen, faith is a sense. Come on, say sense. Five senses to this natural body. Come on, smart class. You see, touch, taste, smell, and, and hear. I, was, I thought y'all was going to say something different. You hear. Well, you have a spirit man. Man is a spirit. He possesses a soul. He lives in a body. The, 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 your spirit man, his sense that he operates by is the sense of faith. So faith is the sense of your spirit man. And this sense holds, watch this, 
all of your belief. It holds all of your belief. And, and you have to develop this sense of believing. Because you've been with your five senses more than you've been with your sense of the new you. And your, 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 your five senses or the sense of your human nature says seeing is believing. And it needs proof before action. Well, your faith sense is kind of no difference because it has proof. And because it has proof, it can act on. But its proof is the word of God. It's proof is not seeing to believe. It's proof is believing, and because it believes, it will see. Are you listening to me? Now, listen at this. So, so uh, God's will isn't automatic, and the promises of God aren't automatic. Let me say it another way. Just because God said it in his word does not mean that you're going to see it. No, 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 no. There is, there is a response from you and I to the word of God that causes that word of God to manifest. You can live all of your saved life and not experience the promises of God in his word because the promises of God are not automatic. Okay, 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 okay. The Bible says it is God's wish that none would perish, but all would come into the knowledge of the truth. What do people die and never come into the knowledge of truth? So that, mean, that tells me that the word of God is not automatic then. That there's something that you and I have to do in agreement with the word of God so that we can see the word of God manifest in our lives. Are you listening to me? And so uh, just having a need, listen to me carefully, just having a need will not position you to receive what God has already done even though the need or desire is legitimate. Now, I'm telling you, man, it, it, I, I, I apologize to many of you because religion has messed us up. It's messed us up. It just taught us God going to do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. And it don't even line up with scripture. But see, whatever comes to you first, whatever comes to you first as knowledge or wisdom, you will make it true whether it's true or not. So since that came to you first, God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it. And, and so since you heard that, you made that the truth. Well, that's not true. If God could do whatever he wanted to do, whenever he wanted to do it, why did he have to send a salutation to Mary through the angel that he wanted to impregnate her? If God had impregnated Mary without her permission, it would have been spiritual rape. He asked her first. That don't sound like him doing whatever he wants to do. If he asked her if he could use her body, Come on, think, think, just open. See, I know you go to church, they tell you to leave your head at the door. I want you to bring it to the seat, and I want you to think, because this stuff ain't making no sense. And many of y'all mad at God, talking about, God, when you going to do it? And God is saying, it's already done. I just need you to align your faith up with what I said so you can see it. Hear this point. The believer's abundance is real and available, even though we can't physically see it. It's not perceived with senses. It's perceived or it's known with your belief. I believe God wants me blessed. I, I believe God is, 
is and has empowered people to sow into my life. I believe that. And because I believe it, I expect it. I don't have to see it. I believe it. Because his word tells me that. Now, now, here it is. You operate like this. All, part of you operates like this already, and you don't recognize it, right? You will go. Many of you came in here, and you sat in that chair. You didn't test it out. You didn't, you didn't toe touch it. You didn't, you didn't hand check it. You just flopped your butt down in that chair. <laughs> because you know it's a chair, and it's designed to do what? To hold you. Right, and you sat down in that chair. Many of you got up this morning on your way to church. You know you was running a little late, and you had to get up out of there. <laughs> and you jumped in that car, and you put that key in that ignition. Or you know, some of you y'all know, God and blessed y'all. Now you know you just go in there and push your button. You push your button, and you had no question in your mind. You didn't go up under that hood and make sure that those uh, things were on the battery. You know what I'm saying? You ain't tap tap tried. Now nah, you ain't do none of that. You got in your car, you either turned the ignition or pushed the button, and your expectation was that it was going to, you didn't need to see nothing. You believed it, and because you believed, you saw it. it Satan only attacks us when it gets to the word and say, oh, you need to show me that. And you don't even realize that part of you are functioning in faith already off this believing to see component. I, I believe that there'll be many females that wouldn't be hurt if they would have believed to see and not see to believe. You ain't hurt. You can't make a boyfriend a husband. It's not the rules. I don't care how y'all try to say in the day the Bible don't work. Well, 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 yo ain't. I got my Dr. Phil question. How is it working for you? God say no cookie to a ring. Make him buy the cookie. You don't walk in Walmart and peel back the pack. And then seal it back up and say, I don't want them. We can't do that. We can't do that. We can't walk around that store and just open stuff up and start eating from it. There's a purchase that's required of it. Because we endanger ourselves if we sell someone else something that's already been tested. Because they don't get all of it. So you ain't hurt. Because you've been giving cookies away. You ain't hurt. You can't, brother, you can't make a girlfriend a wife. I just don't trust marriage. Well, you acting married now. Y'all live together. Y'all got bills in each other's name. He can't come home and no chick be in the bed. And she can't come home and no dude be in the bed. That sounds like marriage to me. What you like about the relationship is that you got that door over there that you can escape anytime you want to. And you so crazy that you will let him or her have it. And give all of yourself to it, knowing it's a door over there. And then give him or her all of your body. Ain't nothing left for the next person. He been everywhere. She done had everything. So the next relationship got to measure up. To the last one that was there. 
So it ain't size that matters, it's practice that you did. It's too much practicing. It ain't my job to try to feel something. You ain't got to like me. I don't care if you don't like me. I'm telling the truth. Marriage work. You would think that you would listen to me. I got 25 years of this. You got five years of broken relationship. You can't give nobody no advice. You ain't qualified. You can tell me what not to do. I said, Lord, I ain't coming back. Y'all say, I just came here for a baby dedication. I did not come up in here for all of this. No, no, listen, listen, yeah, listen. We, we supposed to be proven. That's why Pastor John and I, we're going to partner with this and probably bring our wives on board. I'm just throwing them under the bus and letting them know they got to do it with us. That we got we to gotta straighten relationship out. Because many of y'all have jumped on the boat with the world. That marriage stuff don't work. Y'all listen, it don't work because they didn't work it. Listen, 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 listen. Here's how, here's how I balance that out. Here, and you do whatever you want to do with it. The gym, it's amazing that the gym percentage is the same percentage as those who have gone to school. The gym makes 64% of its money off of people that don't go. So you know what they do? They buy the membership and never participate. So you with your crazy self spend $40,000 and plan a whole two years for one day and put no preparation in for the rest of your life and you want it to last. No, you were only concerned about look at how you was going to look in your dress and how you was going to look in your tuxedo. For one, you spent $50,000 for one day and then get your butt up here and agree to the rest of your life that you don't know nothing about. You tell me how that's going to work. And then when we say get counseling, I can't no man tell Somebody need to tell you something. What I can tell you is you should have took, took, put that money in the bank and had a party because all them folk want to do is eat. That's all they want to do is eat. Two years, my wife was a wedding planner. Some, some people plan, I think the biggest wedding she ever did, spent over $50,000 for a wedding. Three years later, was divorced. They didn't have to get a divorce. They didn't plan for the marriage. They didn't learn how to work the thing that they were agreeing. They get the membership and never go. But want the membership to put the weight on. Want the membership to lose the weight. The membership don't do it. The membership gives you the access. But if you don't get in the gym and work, you ain't going to see it, baby. So I don't listen to people tell me marriage don't work. Were you working anything? They couldn't love me. Did you know how you needed to be loved? And did you communicate what love was to you? Did you tell them? Because it ain't my job to read your mind. Why am I over here? It ain't my job to read your mind. He needs to know what I want. Have you told him? He don't know how to touch me. I shouldn't be trying to touch you like Kurt. And it's obviously Kurt wasn't touching right because you ain't with Kurt no more. So don't make me Kurt. My name Curtis. Two different people. 
She don't listen to me. She don't listen to me. Can she listen to you? Are you worth listening to? Because if you playing switcheroo, she, I'm the leader of the house. Well, she's not supposed to read your mind. You need to show her the plan. If you show it to me, I can go with you. Just show it to me. Just lay it out. Show me where I'm going so I know. We're partners. It's called doubles, not singles. Many people are married and they're playing singles. They're not playing doubles. Doubles, we're on both sides of the court. Doubles, we both leaders. Doubles, we got to be talking to each other. Doubles, sometimes you lead, sometimes I lead, but it still don't mean I ain't the man. And for you sisters who feel like you can't marry a man that make less money than you, your money don't mean nothing. And then, brother, what you mean you can't be with a chick that make more money than you? For four and a half years, I hit the spot. Did you hear just sucked all the air? <laughs> sucked all the air out of here. Four and a half years, that woman right there was the only one working. I had no job. The church was not paying me. The only paycheck that was coming in the house was from Pastor M as a school teacher. And not once did we have money argument about she bring the money home. And I had a right to speak to what we were going to do with the money because we're married. And in God's eyes, we are one. So in God's eye, that money is mine too. See, see, I'm telling you, you listen, oh my God, y'all have more respect for automobiles than you do for your own life. You take your life to tree mechanics, but take your car to the dealership. Just think about how you love yourself. You, most of us with the money, or we'll save up. We will not take our vehicles to people that don't know how to work on them. You have more respect for your own vehicle than you do for your life because you would take your life to the shade tree person and take your car to the, to the place that manufactured the car. And here's what I'm saying. Your life come from him. So we should be taking our lives to the authenticator of the, of the life. Not taking our marriage to shade tree mechanics. We should take our marriage to the person that gave it to us and say, how does it work? Is the alternator bad? Is the transmission bad? But that ain't what we do. How you get over there, boy? God damn it, I ain't mean to get over there. I don't know how I got over there. I guess y'all needed it. Because I'm going to tell you something. You gotta, we better get our houses in order. All this dominating. I'm going to say this as I close because I'm telling you, I'm on my, I'm on my I'm what they call that stool, my, my soapbox with this. All y'all, y'all, listen, we ain't animals. Come on, point to yourself say, I'm not an animal. Sometimes. No, no, don't say that part. Don't say that part. I want you to listen to me. Now, after you leave out of here, you do whatever you want to do because if you want to be socially acceptable, I'm not talking to you. I care nothing about being socially acceptable. Nothing about being socially acceptable. I care about being a godly man. Amen. That's what I care about, being a godly man. Amen. Hear me, men. I want you to hear me. There is no such thing from God, creation, of us being alpha men. It's not Bible. Listen, female, I'm telling you what y'all, see, you want it, you hard. Because when you hear I'm an alpha female, I, that means I got to be done. So you got to be hard. So it, you, you with a man, you, 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 I got to be like this because I'm an alpha female and you can't handle me because I'm an alpha male. Well, my mama told me not to hit a woman. 
So you acting like a man. You ain't acting like a woman. So I'm, but I realize you're a woman, so I'm just going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you to yourself because you're alpha. That, listen, those are titles that are given to the animal kingdom. Those aren't titles that God gave to us. You don't find alpha, beta. You don't find that nowhere in the description of God creating man. The Bible says he made us in his image and in his likeness. Where are y'all getting this stuff from? It's not Bible. So if there's a brother over here and he, you know, he's just not loud. He's, you know, he's not the guy that needs to be out front, need to have the, the voice and stuff like this. And then, you know, you got this female that just kind of by nature, she's loud. and She need that passive dude right there. She need the passive dude to say, hey, baby, calm down. But, but she will stump over him because I need a man that can handle. So you really like being in toxic relationships. And then when the relationship is toxic, now you say something wrong with him. And can't you see I'm a woman where you said you was alpha? Those things are given to the animal kingdom. They're not given to us. Stop taking your life to the tree mechanic. Who can't do nothing but patch you up and put unauthentic parts on you? I bought knockoff parts before. I bought a motorcycle, didn't have the money to get it fixed the right way, so I found a website where you could buy the knockoff parts. And the knockoff parts fit on, but sometimes you have to drill your own hole because the hole didn't come in the right place. And I'm riding down the interstate. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I like crotch rockets, so I'm, I'm up there. I'm over hunting and something. I ain't going to tell you how. I, I'm out there. And all of a sudden, the fairing blew off the bike. And the, I mean, just bam, then there go another, then bam, just go. And I'm like, God, dog, but see, I bought fake parts. I wanted to look, but didn't have the money to pay for it. I probably shouldn't have bought it in the first place, but that's not the type of my conversation right now. <laughs> You've been graced by God. And we don't have to get into all this other stuff, guys. If you get your belief right, and, and that's what I'm working on. I'm, I'm going to move out of this series on to something else, uh, but I'm going to be dealing with this belief part right here because this belief component is so important. I'm, I'm going to be challenging you, and I know some of you already, I ain't coming back. No, I'm, you need to push past that and sit with me because I, I got to challenge some stuff, a uh, system that's down on the inside of you that don't agree with what God said. It don't agree with God. And some of you going to come here, and I'm not asking you to leave your church. You ain't got to leave your church if that's the man of God God assigned you to, but you may need to be with me for a minute so you can get your belief right. The problem, listen, all things are possible to him that believes, not him that sees, him that believes. And we got to get our belief system right. God is only obligated, come on, right way, to back up one thing. His word. He's not obligated to back up your I think. You better hear me. He's not obligated to back up, well, yo, well, I just believe. He's not obligated to back that up. If, if I tell you I'm going to give you $50 and you come back and make a 75, I'm not obligated to meet that. Because my word was on the, my word was on the 50. And, and what we're doing, we're serving 20s when God said, I'll give you 100. God has wanted to give us 100%. But we've dumbed God's word down and made God's word say something that his word don't say. And they'll read it to you, and you'll be like, well, that's what it say. Well, it depends on the lens that they're looking through. What has Satan done to the mind that has caused them to see the word wrong? 
The Bible says, having eyes to see and see not, having ears to hear and hear not, least they be converted. They get, need to get Holy Spirit on the inside of them that, that, will, that will renew this mind so they can see the word the right way. One more thing I want to show you. Mark chapter 1, I'm done. We got to do these. These are, I know y'all looking at that clock, but I told them to shave some time off, so I'm really still under my time, but I'm, I'm going to show them this real quick, then I'm moving. My team is like, Pastor, okay, I know, I heard y'all. I hear y'all in the spirit. Y'all talking loud. Quiet down. I hear y'all over there. Go over to Matthew chapter 1, start at verse 21. I'm going to show you something that's very profound. Now, if you know anything about Jewish tradition, um, when, a, when a young boy was 8 years old, he went through this tradition, notably about 12 or 15, uh, right at around sometimes 18 years old, they had to be able to quote the Torah by heart. They had to know this thing by heart. So Jesus is dealing uh, with a community of Jews who should know the Bible by heart. Right. And wouldn't you think that if they know it by heart and the Bible is is, is, is the, the demonstration of the word of God is the um, it, it comes back with power. So shouldn't we see power if they know it by heart? The power of God should be flowing from them. Right. Now, watch this. This is going to back up what I just said that we got to we got to we got to sometimes you have to come and you have to pause what you've heard to hear what the man of God is saying, and then I want you to do me like they did in Acts chapter 17, verse 11. The Bible says these were more noble than they in, in, these were more noble than they in Thessalonica, for that they received the word of God with readiness of heart, but they went to study to see if those things were of God. Most of the time we, because it's the pastor that's saying it, we receive it, but we don't go back to study it out to see if it's really what God said, so that you and I know how to eat the meat and spit out the fat. You get what I'm saying? So now watch this. Uh, verse, what did I say? Verse 20, 21. Let's read that a little bit. And they went into Capernaum and straightway on the Sabbath day, he, he being Jesus right there, entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one that had, why were they astonished? They'd be reading this thing every Sabbath day. And not as the scripture. He taught as one, watch this, not one that just knew the scripture, scribe, but one that had authority with the scripture. That's a big difference. Next verse. Watch this now. This is so funny. And there was in their synagogue a man with, no wonder why. We, okay, unclean spirit. And, and, and he cried out saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth, art thou come here to destroy us? I know thee. Uh, who thou art, the Holy One of God. Isn't that amazing that we run from demons, but in this illustration, Jesus being the type and shadow of us, demons are crying out to him. Jesus rebuked them, saying, Hold thy peace, come out of him. Watch this. And when the unclean spirit had torn him, cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And here it is. And they were all amazed, insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, what thing is this? Now, these are scribes. These are folks that probably know the Torah by heart from, Gen I mean, the first four or five books of the Bible. They know it by heart. And look what they're saying to Jesus. What thing is this? What new doctrine? Dude, I'm reading from the same book y'all read from every Sabbath. How is this new? It's the same thing. The difference is Jesus is getting the authority from it. They can only read it. For with authority commanded he the unclean spirits, and they do obey. But notice they called it new doctrine. Wasn't nothing new about it. It was the same book y'all had been reading from the whole time. The difference was Satan had blinded their minds so they couldn't see as they, so much so that there was a, a man possessed with a demon that was coming to church every Sunday. Nothing was being done by it. Jesus come one Sunday to get the demon out. How long was that demon in the church? 
I believe that this paints a picture of the church because notice Jesus, the Bible says he went to church to, on the Sabbath and we keep coming to church but ain't no authority leaving with us. We just come to church and get the Bible read to us but ain't no authority leaving with us so when we go back out there in that workforce and what we've been graced to do, we do more with less time, less money and half the effort. Anytime a raise come down, it hit my desk first. I'm, I'm there to solve problems. I'm not there to clock in to get off. Lord, I wish you'd take me out this job. You just pray for it. Why you asking them to take you away from it? But I'm here as a problem solver, so I like problems because I'm anointed to solve problems. That ain't what we want. So we can't see the authority of the word work in our lives. I come to change that. I want people to be saying, what church you go to? You go to that right where church over there. Yeah, how you know? Because every time y'all come somewhere, y'all change stuff. Sure do. Sure do. Sure do. Oh, here come that right way, member. Don't. Sure live. Now shut up. Sure live. Sure live. You better stop cursing. There go right way. Sure live. Sure live. Sure live. Ah, sure uh, there go the right place, right time, right way, person. Sure live. Show them. You so rich. Show them. Show them. That should be your answer from now on. Show. I don't know how you spell it, but you get what I'm saying. Show them. All right. I'm done. 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 Say this after me. Say, okay. Okay. You can get that hand clap, right? for tuning into our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.